the importance and the impact of Black History Month on episode number 47 of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church, with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Every February is Black History Month. And here in episode number 47 of To Be Encouraged, Bishop Julius C. Trimble wanted to share some thoughts with our podcast audience about the history and the power, the impact, the influence, and the present relevance of, of black folks upon all of the history of the United States and really impact upon the world. And he had some thoughts he wanted to share. So let's get into this talk by Bishop Julius C. Trimble about Black History Month right now. It is Black History Month. And I was in a conversation earlier today around uh, Black history, whether or not people fully embrace that and even actually, uh, uh, benefit or participate in Black history. Uh, in 1915, the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History was founded by Dr. Carter G. Woodson. And it was in celebration of the 50th anniversary of the Emancipation Proclamation that Abraham Lincoln did to free the slaves. Negro History Week was publicized and promoted in 1926, and it was to highlight inventions and achievements and contributions made by Black citizens of the United States. February was chosen because it was already being celebrated as the birth month of Abraham Lincoln and the abolitionist Frederick Douglass. The 1920s saw the emergence of a black middle class in spite of segregation and in spite of discrimination. Black History Week was celebrated as Black History Month by black educators as early as the 1960s. And in 1976, President Gerald Ford declared February as Black History Month and the Congress passed it into law in 1986. Black history is American history and is world history. My family, growing up, my family had books of famous Blacks and our children growing up, including JT, they were exposed to books that we had purchased 
that highlighted achievements of black Americans, persons who made great achievements and inventions. Great athletes like Wilma Rudolph, who, who was diagnosed with polio, but went on to become a, a great Olympic uh, sprinter. People like Benjamin Banneker, who created the first wooden clock and, and did the uh, layout for uh, Washington, D.C. The land, he laid out the, uh, he surveyed Washington, D.C. People more recently, like Ronald S. Demon, who created the smart shoe. So the sneakers that you see at Nike and others, uh, they have made millions, billions of dollars upon. Or Lonnie Johnson, someone more, a more recent multimillionaire, who created one of the most popular toys uh, ever to land on the market that our children couldn't have. We wouldn't permit our children to have these kind of toys. But Lonnie Johnson created the Super Soaker. But when you think about uh, Black history, Black history is really American history. And it really it predates slavery. So the purpose of Black history, according to the genius thinking of Dr. Carter G. Woodson, was that Black people's contributions would not be forgotten as the history marched on and, and would be more than just footnotes in history books, but it would be woven in and celebrated during the month of February. In the 1920s, actually when Black History Week was being promoted and publicized, there was a middle class being created in many parts of the United States then uh, you think about Black Renaissance, Black artists, and so forth, and some of these towns that you no longer hear about uh, that 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 uh, ended up being destroyed because of racism. But actually, Black people were beginning to develop wealth and create their own institutions as early as the 20s. This is after after the after the Reconstruction period and Jim Crow had kicked in. Uh, but even though Blacks would go off and fight in World War One and, and came back. They still were faced with not being able to get home loans, not being able to access well. Uh, I saw on, I saw online the thing this this year's Black History theme being Black resilience. How, in spite of COVID, in spite of a downturn in the economy, there's a there's a word that's become popular now, and that's that's resilience. You know, how do we, uh, you know, how do we kind of hang in there? Too often we think of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Brad. Uh, and most people say, oh, well, we know that black history moment. But we have too often what I say and others have said, we've we've frozen Dr. King on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, and all we know is I have a dream. But his speech that he gave when he won the Nobel Prize and his some of his and his some of his writing in his book, Strength of Love, excuse me. And where do we go from here was around economic freedom, was around wealth. Uh, this is what Dr. King said. God never intended for one group of people to live in superfluous, inordinate wealth while others live in abject, deadening poverty. I think that's a great quote. God never intended for one group of people to live in inordinate wealth and another group of people to live in abject, deadening poverty. So it's important. Uh, this does not mean it's just like, you know, it's not mean that we don't that that I don't believe in all wealth, but we have that we've had a hard time really creating more wealth. You know, we have we are inordinate consumers. You know, so we consume a lot in terms of Americans in general and Black Americans in particular. 
but we we don't we haven't created the kind of wealth that's that's uh, uh, what I want to say that correlates with the the amount of consumption. Yeah, I think I'm encouraged by by generational blessings. Uh, my mother is a hundred years old. His uh, JT's grandmother is a hundred years old. And, and I think about what she's seen in her lifetime. When we think about black history, she grew up in segregated Montgomery, Alabama, uh, rode on a bus where she had to ride in the back of the bus. And, but she said, I remember saying this to over 20 years ago, you know, there always, there always was a sense of hope that the world was moving towards progress so there was a sense in that you needed to educate yourself to be prepared for the progress that the world was leaning towards and that God would never leave God's children abandoned. So that's a sense that I, and then I get the same thing from the other end of the generation Brad, you talk about that from the granddaughter. So from the, from the youngest and from the oldest in the family, family tree. Uh, and then from the youngest, I get the sense that, a lot of things we think are wasted are not wasted. I remember she picking up some little twigs. I'm thinking, throw that away. That's just some trash. And she's making it more important than I thought it was. Uh, and we get older and we lose our sense of wonder and awe. So uh, so I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm hopeful, uh, both by generations who are be, the generation before us and the generations that are coming after us, uh, even our, some of our young young clergy, just I'm inspired by by their their desire and their sense of of hope. Um, and I think we ought to be hope projectors. You know, watching the news, whether it's shooting at Michigan State to yesterday, or it's something every day is something that you know thousands of people in Turkey and Syria, you know, because of an earthquake. And obviously, they, obviously, our prayers are needed, but our prayers are needed as well as our progress. W.E.B. Du Bois talked about work, and he said, the return from your work must be the satisfaction which that work brings you and the world's need of that work. I always wanted to do the do work that the world needed. And now, you know, who wants to do work that nobody needs? With this life, life is heaven or near heaven as you can get. Without this, with work which you despise, which bores you, which the world does not need, this life is hell. So I'd much rather have a life of heaven where you feel like you're doing work that's that's worthy and the world needs as opposed to something that bores you, you can't stand, and nobody even needs you to do it. Then that's, that's W.E. Du Bois, his description of hell. We want to thank Bishop Julius C. Trimble for sharing his thoughts uh, about Black History Month. And just to put that in the context that, you know, Black History is not just about every February. It is really about, as as Bishop Trimble has has stated, it's about the entire totality of history. We just uplifted in February, but it's about the totality of history and impact and influence in the United States and indeed around the world. But it's important that it be lifted up at this time and reminder that many churches and many communities and many organizations have special events and worship services 
and uh, lectures and other uh, opportunities to acknowledge the power of Black History Month. And we certainly invite you to check those out in your local community and at your local uh, United Methodist Church and in other places you may, may acknowledge uh, Black History Month. We do look forward to serving serving you here on the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. We look forward to hearing you, to being with you next time. Until next time, this is your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, for Bishop Julius C. Trimble, encouraging you to always do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimple. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. And never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.